Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey Brandy, good morning. Hey Jessica, hey Vanessa, hey Sandra, hey Lanisha, hey beautiful, hey Mayor, good morning. Hey Julia, good morning. My God, to you. Hey y'all, victory belongs. Hey Jerrica, I miss you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for y'all sharing. My God, thank you, Deshauna. Thank you for sharing. My God, hey Tammy, Mary, I can't wait to get to New York and hang out with you. Victory belongs to you. Tammy, you already know I'm coming to Ohio. Victory belongs to you. Hey, my God. Victory belongs hey, good morning, y'all. My God. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, 48. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey Monique. Hey Latanya. Good morning, woman. Oh God. Oh wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Victory belongs. My God. Thank you, thank you. Victory belongs to my God, thank you. Victory, victory to him. My God, thank you, Lord. Hey, Felicia, good morning. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. If victory belongs to him, you know what that means? That I'm not going to have to fight. Because he fights my battles. You better give a, get a revelation in your mind today of who your daddy is. You better get some insight. My God, been struggling, fighting stuff. You ain't got no business fighting when victory already belongs to him. Today ought to be the day you take your chill. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, my God. Fighting and struggling with things that you don't have even any business fighting and struggling with. Yeah, come on now. Gotta know who your daddy is. My God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I fight a fixed fight. <laughs> I fight a fixed fight. I live a fixed life. I live in a win-win situation. My God, do you know how powerful that is? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Been struggling with stuff and people and things for years, and the fight is already fixed. The situation has already been guaranteed. My God, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, my God, Victor. What we've been worried about, Shamika? What what we've been worried about, Mayor? What we've been concerned about? My God, my God, thank you, thank you. Don't matter what the doctor's report looks like. Doesn't matter what they're saying to you. Doesn't matter the situation. Doesn't matter who's for you and who's against you. Because if God be for you, then it, do you do you think it matters to God who's against you? Do you think it matters to God whose name is in your mouth? Do you think it matters to God who walked out on you? No, because if God is for you, who can be against you? My God, my God, that's gonna be my this gonna be my song all day long. This gonna be my song all day long. Victory belongs to us. My God. Father God, we thank you for the victory in Jesus. We thank you for the victory in Jesus. We thank you for the victory in Jesus. My God, we thank you. My God. Yeah, this ought to be the day that you sit, sit yourself back, get you a cup of coffee tea, and just chill out. It's already a fixed fight. He was already wounded for your transgressions, Tammy. He was already bruised for your iniquities, Brandy. Oh, God. He was, it was, it's, I know you can't conceive it. I know sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes it's consuming. Sometimes it looks like everything in this earth has pressured itself in. It looks like everything is on attack. My God, but the victory already belongs to you. My God, it belongs, like, that belongs to you. That's a guarantee when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Honey, as my girl says all the time, honey, you already won. <laughs> so my girl, hon, you, you've won. It's been established. So Lakeisha, what have I been struggling for? Mm -hmm. I'm act like the kids. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what have I been so mad and upset about? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because your daddy got this. That you, you, it doesn't matter if the answer is no. It does not matter if the house isn't financed yet. It doesn't matter if the car hasn't came. It doesn't matter if they still mad. Victory belongs to you. Do you know how powerful that is? My God, this morning you need it. Yeah, there you go, Deshaunna. Yes, honey. My God. My God, victory already won. I'm sitting here this morning like, what have I been stressed out about? Like, what have I been overwhelmed about? What have I been tripping about when already victory belongs to you? That's it. We got this, honey. That's it, Yara. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's already, baby, we got this. This has already been prepared for us from the beginning of time. God said, I foreknew you in your mother's womb. Why would I set you up to fail? 
that that I'm not gonna throw nothing this morning, but that ought to be the moment that you run. <laughs> that ought to be the the moment that you run. There ought to be revelation being imparted into imparted into you right now as I speak. That ought to be the moment. My this thing is already sealed. My healing is already sealed. My marriage is already sealed. My sons and daughters are already sealed. My God, I gotta win this thing. I gotta, this thing has to manifest. This thing has to happen. Every promise of God, yeah, is yes and amen. As Mary just typed on Instagram, it's kingdom, baby. <laughs> it's, it's kingdom, baby. It's, it's kingdom. My God, every promotion is already yours. Can I tell you something? Even if the last answer was no. Now, I might throw something now. Even if the last answer was no, even if the last thing you prayed, prayed for didn't manifest, do you know how you set up for greater victory? Do you know how God, do you know, you remember when we read the other day and we were talking about the children of, in Exodus and God said, you know, I hardened Pharaoh's heart. Like I'm hardening, I'm hardening Pharaoh's heart. I'm hardening, I'm hardening his heart because I need something greater to be revealed. I need to know the Egyptians. I need the Egyptians to know who I am. I need, see. You, you, every time we get a no, we are like, oh my gosh, it didn't happen. It didn't manifest. It can't be God. No, there's something that needs to occur in your life. So people know who God is. Julia, did you hear what I said? There's something that needs to occur in your life. So people know who your God is. There's something that needs to be magnificent. There's something that needs to be above and beyond. There's something that needs to knock your socks off. There's something that needs to happen. That's not going to make sense. There's something that needs to occur. That's going to blow your mind. They need to be like, oh my gosh, who did it for you? And you're going to be able to say that was all oh my God. So baby, a no ain't a no. A no ain't a no. A no ain't a no. A no just means better. <laughs> a no just means better. You better believe that if God said to you, if God doesn't open some door, if something doesn't manifest, baby, you just being set up for something greater than you can imagine. Something that greater that you can imagine so that God can get the glory. God wants the glory out of your life. God wants the glory out of your relationships. My God, if it does not happen now, Selena, it just means something greater is coming. Greater is he who is in you than he that. It just means something bigger is coming. It needs something that's so magnificent. It's something that's going to complete your purpose. It's something that's going to complete your finances. It's something that's going to complete your house. It's exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think for. Think of it, it, man, it's got to be great. It's got it, it's got to be great. To every relationship that never worked out, I thank you. I'm sorry. I'm going to make it personal. To every relationship that that never worked out, thank you. I'm just going to, this morning, I'm going to take this personally. To every relationship that did not work out, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. I thank, I thank, I thank you. Because it's just a setup for God to complete me. It's just a setup for all things to work together. For every time I gotta know, my God, for every time I gotta know, for every time the answer that was not, was not yes, for every time I gotta know, for every time it seemed like a door closed. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you, 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 thank you. And I'm just going to sit still and meditate on the goodness of Jesus. I'm just going to sit still and meditate on the goodness of Jesus. My God, I thank you. Yeah, that's it, Nay. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father God. Let, let my life replicate heaven. Let my life be whole. Let my life be sound. My God, let my life be full. Let my life be complete. Let my life look like the very essence of you. Come on, my, because victory belongs to you. Let my life replicate heaven. That's what we say when we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let my life replicate heaven. Let your will be done in my life, Lord God. My God, in the name of Jesus. Can we just thank him for his goodness? Can we just, yeah, we got Debbie, that's how you got to start acting. Lord, thank you for every no. Thank you for every no. Thank you for everything you you denied me because I know every time you said no, you were setting me up for something greater. You were setting me up for something bigger, bigger. You were setting for me up for something that you could get your glory out of. My God, that promotion, that position may not have been for you because he was setting you up for your perfect place of provision, your perfect place where your purpose could play out. So rejection is just for the better, baby. See, when we've had the spirit of rejection on us so long, my God, for so long, every time sometimes we hear a no, my God, we always think that's the end of us. But your wealth and your worth is determined in Christ Jesus. My God, victory belongs to you. <laughs> my God, victory belongs to you. That ought to be your song. My God, I thank you. Can we just meditate on this goodness? Father God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your strength. I thank you, you are provider. I thank you, you are protector. My God, victory belongs to you. My God, victory belongs to you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, Selena, thank you for favor. Thank you for territory. Thank you for every opportunity to be able to preach a word. God, thank you for allowing me to preach a word. Thank you for every opportunity on Coffee and Conversations, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. My God, I remember when I used to complain about those things. Father, forgive me. Thank you for every opportunity to share your word, to be able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for my internet. Thank you, Father God, for everything that you've done. Thank you, Father God, that health is my reasonable portion. My God, you are so good. You are so good. Meditate on his goodness. You are so good. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. That means victory belongs to you. My God, victory belongs to you. My God, that ministered to me this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Greater is coming. Come on now. Greater is coming. My God, greater is coming. My God, 
Greater is coming, my God. You ought to just declare that this morning. Greater is coming, my God. Greater is coming, my God. Greater is coming, my God. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, my God. Victory belongs to you. You ought to sing that this morning. Victory belongs to you. My God, victory belongs to you. Glory to God, victory belongs to you. <laughs> One more time, victory belongs to you. If the great one lives inside of me, because that's what the word says, right? If the great one, I'm so excited. Something just flipped the script. I felt it. Like I felt it in my spirit. My spirit leads me. Not my flesh. My spirit leads me. I just felt like the script got flipped. Something got turned out upside down. Something is being worked out, right? Because victory belongs to you. My God, victory belongs to you. You thought you were in a stuck situation. You, you thought you were dealing with something impossible. You thought the diagnosis was your final say-so. You thought when the doctor was writing you the prescription and saying to you, you're going to be on this medicine for the rest of your life, that that was your truth. But God is saying to you this morning, victory belongs to you. <laughs> Victory belongs to you. That's what God is saying to you this morning. Victory belongs. It does not matter what they said. It does not matter how, much, how many no's you got. God is saying to you this morning, victory belongs to you. My God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The great one lives inside you. My God, can I read that verse over you? I hope you take revelation and position and possession of this scripture today. First John 4 and 4, it says, it says, you little children are from God and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So the great one lives inside of me, my God. And if the great one lives inside of me, then nothing else matters, right? They are of the world. I am not of the world. They speak from the world's perspective and the world listens to them. I am not from this world so that I don't speak from this world's perspective. So even when my circumstance looks difficult, even when my situation looks difficult and the world is presenting all the gloom and the doom and all of the other stuff, no, victory belongs to you. My God, victory belongs to you. My God, the great one is on si inside of me, working it all out, leading me, guiding me, be going before me, being my, being my pillar of cloud, being my rear guard. That is it. Victory belongs to you. I keep hearing that in my sphere. Greater is coming. Greater is coming. Greater is coming. I receive that by faith. Greater is coming. Greater is coming. My God, greater is here. I decree and declare over your life today that greater is here. That greater is here. You belong to God. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, Victory belongs to you. <laughs> My God, victory belongs to you. My God, victory belongs to you. 
My God, in the name of Jesus, victory belongs to you. Some situations just got worked out. Victory belongs to you. My God, let your glory be revealed today on our life. My God, I thank you. Greater is here. Greater is here. Greater is here. Father God, I thank you. See, as we are learning him, that's it. I hear you, Spirit of the Lord. As we are learning him as the good shepherd, right? As we are learning him as the good shepherd. We started this journey in Psalms 23 and God is just weaving if you are not here, if this is your first time welcome to the devotional, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, aka LMJ. Um, and I am so excited to have you here. If you have not been here, we started, I think, last week learning God is the shepherd. How is he the good shepherd? And every time God has been building more word. And if you've never been here and you've never read, read the word like this, we read the word from the perspective as if God is speaking to us. We don't read the word as if, if, if it's ancient. We don't read the word as if it's for somebody back then. We read the word of God as if God is speaking to us. This is God divinely aligning our life with his will. And 1 Corinthians 2 and 14 is a guiding principle for this. We are learning to walk by the spirit and not by the flesh because the things that we need to discern of God will never be discerned in the flesh. It can only be discerned in the spirit. So we gather here every morning for fresh revelation and a fresh time and a fresh word from God. And so greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That means we are already overcome. My God, victory belongs to you. And we've already come. We've already, we've already, we've already overcome. We've already overcome, right? First Corinthians 2, 14. We already overcome. Victory belongs to you. My God, my God, that ought to be your son. Victory belongs to you. My God, victory belongs to you. Can I sing that over you one more time? Victory belongs to you. Can I be transparent for some moment? There were some moments I didn't think I had victory. There were some moments that I was so overwhelmed and so consumed. I could not see the hand of God. I could not feel him. I didn't know what was happening. It looked like it wasn't going to manifest. And then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, it would begin to rain. All of a sudden, a cash app would show up. All of, a, all of a sudden, a check would be written. All of a sudden, my body would begin to be restored. All of a sudden, the depression and the oppression began to be lifted. All of a sudden, and what was happening was the greater one was becoming alive on the inside of me. The greater one was becoming alive. I was being stretched into my potential and stretched to another capacity. And as the greater one became in live inside of me, then something began to just wake up on me. Something began to wake up on the inside of me. Something began to shake loose. And then victory belongs to you. Yeah, it was like suddenly, like it was just all of a sudden, like just out of the blue, just stuff didn't make sense. Just stuff, stuff didn't add up. It was like a sudden, like, and suddenly, like, and suddenly, and suddenly, and suddenly God was there and suddenly, but then I began to realize that he never left me or forsake me. He would never, then I begin to, can I just tell you something? Then I begin to recognize he never left me. Like he never, he never left me or forsake me. Now, no, number six and nine, if any man died very suddenly, I, I, let me give you a few scriptures on suddenly, like suddenly, suddenly, then suddenly he showed up. Suddenly he came out of nowhere. And then I begin to recognize he never left me or be 
He never left me. He never, he never ever left me. He was, I was never, I was never with, I was never without him. Psalm 6 and 10 said, let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return, be ashamed suddenly. Like there's always a suddenly in God. There's always something that happens suddenly. It always manifests suddenly. It's, it falls suddenly upon them. It falls suddenly upon them. My God. God, right? It falls sudden and suddenly something can happen. And suddenly, you know, Paul and uh, Paul and Silas cried at midnight and it says, and suddenly, and suddenly, my God, I thank you. We are walking into our suddenly seasons. My God, may you experience a life full of suddenlies, of stuff that don't make sense. I decree and declare that suddenly, like suddenly, Luke 2 and 13, and suddenly there was within the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, suddenly there's something about suddenly, Acts 2 and 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven and as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and suddenly, and suddenly, Acts 16, 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open, baby. That's your word for today. My God, Acts 16 and 26, and suddenly all the doors were open. My God, Father God, I thank you for the season of the open doors. I thank you for the suddenly, Father God. I thank you for providing opportunities for us we could not see, Lord God, so that we can do more for your glory. That's your word. Put a pen in Acts 16 and 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. My God, Acts 22 and 6. And it came to pass that as I made my journey, it was coming nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light around me. My God, I thank you that all the doors are open in our life. My God, doors that no man can shut. Father God, provide us with opportunities so we can do more for your glory. That's it. I heard the Lord say, that's it. That's it. That's the scripture. That's the scripture we hold on today. Acts 16 and 26. And suddenly still talking about God being the good shepherd. Still God talking about God leading us. Still got, we got to get this, this resistance out of us. I'm still going to talk to you about that. My God, I got to give you one more scripture for today. There's something else I've got to share with you today because we're learning God as provider. We're learning God as protector. We're learning God as supplier of all our needs. We're learning God to be the one that um, is our everything. We're learning God as the good shepherd. We're learning God as what it means for God to be the good shepherd. Yeah, we're not asking more. We're done for asking. Can I tell you something? We're through thought. We're not asking for more for ourselves. We're not. Everybody committed and connected to this devotional. We are through. We are over. We're not asking for more for ourselves. We don't need to ask God to take care of our bills. We need to believe and trust that God is going to take care of our bills. And so if we have been in a season where we've been asking God for more for ourselves, Father, we repent because we don't want to ask for more for ourselves. Lord God, we are asking more of you and more from you so we can go do more for kingdom. So that we can do for more for kingdom, so that we can transfer transform lives, so that people know that the people, yo God, we're doing this, this big ta-da, this big reveal, these open doors are not doors for us. This is not doors, this is not, I'm through, we not, we not, we not talking to you about paying your bills. Matthew 6 tells us that you will provide for us. So we're going to start taking this word to be truth. We're believing you for suddenlies and opportunities so that we can do more for your glory. Father God, properly position us for purpose. 
Properly position us for purpose. Lord God, I need you to properly position us for purpose. I hear you saying this is the word from the Lord. I properly, prop, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Properly position us. Properly position us for purpose. We're through with these temper tantrums and these um, immature things when you've already told us, Jesus, anything written in red, anything spoken by Jesus is the absolute truth. When you already told us in Matthew 6, what are you worried over? What are you tripping over? Why are you talking to me about food? Why are you talking to me about clothes? Why are you talking to me about these pagans run after these things? My children know that I'm going to supply all their needs. My children know that I'm going to take care of them. My children know that I'm going to feed them. My children know that I will never leave them or forsake them. And even if it looks like it's a drought, even if it looks like it's dry, I will send the ravens. I will send a rescue. I will send someone their way. I will send us suddenly cash out. I will do all that. We're not, we're done. We are done. We're going to be properly positioned for purpose. <laughs> properly positioned for purpose. That is our thing from here on out. My God, you better declare. I'm through talking to you about petty things. Lord, properly position me for purpose. I'm, st I'm, I'm through holding on to stuff. I ain't got no business holding on. No, Lord, properly position me for purpose. I don't care if you call to stay at home with your kids. You're still properly positioned for purpose. I don't care if you called into administrative assistant. You're properly positioned for purpose. Stop looking, in that, stop looking at the position. Stop looking at the title and ask God, properly position me for purpose. When we begin to pray like that, situations will change. When we begin to pray like that, stuff will get disrupted. When we begin to pray like that, doors will begin to open for us that we haven't. Customers will come to you. You ain't got to look for no customer. You ain't going to have to search for you no know, customer. Customers will become, begin to come to you when you begin to ask God to properly position me for purpose. Properly to put Lord properly properly for those of you that are kingdom finances Lord properly position me for purpose when you begin to talk to him about properly positioning for you for purpose there's going to there's going to be a sound that's released my God I think my God I bless you so I need to give you something today I need to give you a little bit of something that God gave me for us this morning I was laying in the bed and the Lord said to me he said I need you to remind them that I will supply all their need. <laughs> Uh, all their needs have already been supplied, right? And so I'm going to give this to you. We're going to go over to Philippians. Remember, we're still learning God as the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. We, in the first part of the verse, we, we, I was trying to get to, he makes me lie down in green pastures. We haven't even gotten to the lie down. We're still learning him as shepherd, right? And then we take the verse and God has been inserting all of these other things to show and reveal himself to us as the great and the good shepherd. So we're learning him as shepherd. So I need to give you the verse about God supply. God shall supply all your need. I need to say according to your riches and glory. I need to give you this out of the word and I need you to understand what that means. And I need you to understand what was going on in this chapter. And I got about 10 minutes to do this, right? I got about 10 minutes. I got about 10 minutes to do this. And so this fourth chapter, he is, Paul is appealing to them for steadfastness and unity. Steadfastness and unity. Paul is appealing to them. He's telling them, he said, I need you to remain steadfast. I need you to remain steadfast. I need you guys to remain in unity. And he starts talking to them, right? He's talking to them. He talks about Euodia and Syntyche. 
who were women in the gospel. He said, may they be the same mind in the Lord. Ask you, I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side. He was telling them, he said, look, I need y'all, he was talking to the church of Philippi. I need y'all to support these women that are in ministry. I need you to make sure that they are supplied. I need you to make sure that they get what they need, right? And then he tells them, he says, make sure you rejoice. Then he goes back and he tells them, he said, let gentleness be evidence that the Lord is there. If you're going to say you in the Lord, then you should be gentle. You should be kind. Then he goes and he tells them, he says, look, let me tell you something. Don't be anxious for absolutely nothing, right? You ain't got nothing to be anxious for. You ain't, and I'm finna show you why he tells them this. I need you to understand what your seed does. I need you to understand what happens when you are focused on kingdom, what it does for you. It completes the cycle. It completes the circle. It closes the door. It locks down the door to the enemy where he has no authority over your life. I'm, I'm telling you, this is what Paul was telling them. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be ever. Then he comes and he says, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, pre present your request to God. This is what he said. And the peace of God, the moment that you pray and present your request to God, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. <laughs> which passes all understanding is going to guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until it manifests. And that's what it's saying. The peace, the peace of God. If you properly position yourself in prayer, if you put the thing really before God, if you make a decision, anxiety does not come from God. I'm not getting ready to be about anxious. I'm not getting ready to be anxious about what God already said about me. I'm not getting ready to be anxious about what God already promised to me. I'm not getting ready to be anxious about food, clothing, and shelter. I'm not getting ready to be anxious when God has already said to me in word, all I need to do is bring it before him. So through prayer and petition, and then with thanksgiving, I'm going to bless you like I already got it. I'm going to bless you like I get it. I'm going to bless you like I understand. I'm going to bless you like it manifests. He says, with thanksgiving, I'm going to present my request to God. So I'm going to present. And then as soon as I present my request, I'm going to walk away from the table because the word of God says, cast your cares on me because um, I care for you, right? My yoke is easy. Your burden is light. Bring me all your concerns. And once I bring all my concerns with Jesus, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to sit down at the table because he already told me he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And I'm going to eat good and I'm going to sleep good and I'm going to wait on God. And I'm going to wait on God. That's what Paul was. That's what he was saying. to him. He said, chill out. Once you done gave it to God, I need you to chill out. He said, then this is what you're going to have to do. This is how Paul was describing it to him. He said, so then the next part, I'm just creating a language so you understand how God speaks. He says, finally, this is what I need to tell you. Whatever is true, you're going to have to capture your thoughts. You're going to have to west, cast down wicked imaginations. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. Think on those things only. Don't think about drought. Don't think about lack. Don't think about my, don't think about what you don't have. You're going to have to see this thing from a place. So I need you to meditate on God's goodness always. I need you to, I, if you meditate on God's goodness, if you think on these things, he says to him, he says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen from me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. If I am seeking you first, Matthew 6 and 33, the kingdom of heaven, if I am meditating on God's goodness, 
If I'm meditating on the goodness of Jesus, if I meditate on what Jesus did for me on the cross, right? If I put that, then God's peace is going to come to me because if I'm meditating on trivial things, remember, we've already learned that if I set whatever I set my eyes on is what's going to come into me. If I set my eyes on light, light is going to come into me. If I set my eyes on dark, dark is going to come into me. But if I meditate on the goodness of Jesus... And all that he's done for me, if I meditate on the goodness of God, if I meditate on him as healer, if I meditate on him as protector, if I meditate on him as provider, if I meditate on the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my God, then God's peace is going to come to me. Then God's peace is going to be with me. Then God's peace is going to be revealed to me. And then I'm going to learn to hear his voice, but that's a whole nother subject. So then this is the next part. I need you to understand and see what he's saying here. This is where it gets so powerful. This is where something came alive in me, right? And this is where I took off this morning. So then he comes into the next part of this verse and there's got to be something so significant to this or Paul wouldn't have gone there. So he starts to thank them for his gifts. He says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need for I have learned. I'm not. When I tell you to give, listen to me. When I tell you to give, when anybody tells you to give, don't turn me off. Stay connected because I'm getting ready to prove to you how your seed has a sound. My God, I hope you get revelation in this today. I'm getting ready to prove to you how your seed has a sound. Stay in place. Stay in position. I'm getting ready to give you the revelation you needed about the money that you've been putting in kingdom. He said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that you were last renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. So they weren't, they didn't have a whole lot of money. They were kind of impoverished. He says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need for I've learned to be content in whatever the circumstance is. I have, I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. I've learned to be content in a house. I've learned to be content in an apartment. I've learned to be content with a car, without a car. I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance. He said, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it's like to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether we well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ's strength to me. There is no circumstance, no situation that I cannot overcome without Christ that strengthens me. But this is what he says. This is the revelation that's coming from Paul. He says, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. It was good of you to give to me. It was good of you to sow. It was good of you. He says, moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. So every time I plant a seed that is credited to my account, he said, I have received full payment and have more than enough. God has already taken care of me. God has already got me. I am amply supplied. Now that I receive from whatever the gifts you sent, they are a fragrant offering. Somebody needs to say, my giving is a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice. He says, my, he said, your gifts are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Here is the point. 
So when I give, that is an, that's why it says God loves a cheerful giver. See, some of you didn't understand how important your giving was. Somebody, some of you thought that your dollar, that your 50 cents, that your 63 cents, that whatever you give, because these people were not that rich. Whatever they were giving meant something to God. He says, there are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God, <laughs> pleasing to God. And this is where it comes in because their gifts were a fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. This is what Paul says to them next. And my God will meet all your needs because of your pleasing fragrant offering because of the fruit that abounds in your account because you supplied kingdom because you sought kingdom first because you gave when you didn't have because you tithed because you lived by the spirit because you sought out the kingdom first and my god my god will meet all your needs according to the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. I need to give you some reference verses today. He says, my God is going to meet every last one of your needs. There's not going to be a need that you have that God won't meet according to his riches and glory. And the reason why is because you have fruit abounding in your account. You have fruit abounding in your account. And if you got fruit abounding in your account, can I tell you something about God? You cannot do for him and he not, you can't, God does not like for us to do more for him and he not do more for you. He does not like to do that. That is not the kind of God we serve. He cannot, you cannot do more for God and he not do more for you. You cannot give when you're, when the fruit is given, when you're giving your, your, your seed becomes a sweet smelling aroma and acceptable sacrifice. So when we go back to Psalms one, the Lord, Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want any time I'm in alignment with kingdom, seeking the kingdom first. There's a scripture that says, just find that scripture, that if I leave the gospel, if I go follow after the gospel, if I preach, I teach, if I do whatever God asks me, I leave mother's, sister's, brother's house, there's more going to be returned to me in this age. I cannot, my fruit. So why would you sit and worry unless you're not giving? Unless you haven't give, why would you sit and worry? Your seed has a sound. It's a fragrant, pleasing offer. So if I give to kingdom, if I tithe, if I honor God, I obey God, guess what? God is going to do something. It has a sweet smelling aroma. Ephesians 5 and 2 says the exact same thing. It has a sweet and Ephesians 5 and 2, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 8, 1 and 5, moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in their riches of their liberality. For I bear witness according to their ability. Yes, and beyond their ability, they were free and willing, imploring us with much urgency. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us. That's a free, yeah, you'll see, you'll see, God is sound. My God. And then God is not going to, it's not hopeful. He's going to supply all your need. The promise to supply all your need, all your need, all your needs, right? The promise is to supply all your needs. The reward will not be merely from his wealth, but also in the benefits of his wealth. My God, favor will come to you. Health will come to you. All your needs, everything. If you are empty, 
God will fill up your empty vessel. He will fill up to your emptiness. And when we talk about according to his riches and glory, it's unlimited. It does not run out. He has everything we need. My God, I get, if you ain't got it, ask the Lord to show it to you. Ask the Lord to show. So if God is saying he is the good shepherd, he is going to take care of us. He is going to supply all our need. More graces abound to us. Then you don't have anything to worry about when you seeking kingdom first. Your seed has a sound. Your seed releases a fragrance to God. So then I don't have to worry about my niece. You don't have to withhold what God is telling you to do for kingdom. And I'm not just talking about finances. If God is telling you to serve in kingdom, you don't have to withhold your, giving your life to kingdom, holding it in reserve, thinking you're not going to get what you, you don't have to withhold giving your gifts and your talents and walking in your business. Fear has had you bound for so long, not giving you the ability to understand that your seed has a sound. Oh, that's it. My God. So when I give to kingdom, my time, my talent, my money, what I give to kingdom, that is a sweet aroma and a fragrance, right? So when I, the Lord is my shepherd and I yield to him and I surrender to him, he's going to supply every last one of my needs. You cannot do kingdom. You cannot seek kingdom. And he not, that's why I go back over to Matthew six, when he said, why are you worried about what you eat? Why are you worried about what you wear? Why do you worry about what you're going on? Right? Don't worry about none of these things. Seek kingdom first. Paul comes back to them in Philippians four and says, because you've been seeking kingdom. See, see, because you've been seeking kingdom, because you made your life a living sacrifice, because you made to honor God, God in all that you do, because you've been seeking, there's a sweet aroma that's been released to God. And God is going to make sure every last one of your needs have been met. That's the revelation you need today. That's, that's, that's the revelation you need today. So I have to release my talents. I have to release my time. I have to release my money. I have to release my gifts because once I release it, it's not until it's planted. I'm not holding on. That's why I told you, if your savings outweighs your giving, remember when he buried it? Buried it. If it's buried, if it's buried, it doesn't produce a harvest. If my gifts are buried, it doesn't produce a harvest, right? If I'm not get, I'm mad at the church, I ain't giving the church no more of my time. That is buried. It doesn't produce a harvest. Even though we're in a virtual, we're in a virtual um, church atmosphere, you should still be asking your pastors and people you connected to, how can I serve? How can I serve? Like, how can I serve? Because I need to plant that into kingdom. I still need to make sure I'm seeking kingdom. I still need to make sure I'm doing kingdom. We have feed the streets once a month. You need to be serving and involved in feed the streets because that's a sweet fragrance and aroma. And if you can't be here, sow a seed to feed the streets because he told us to take care of the poor. That's a sweet fragrant and aroma, all of that stuff. That's what they were doing. They were giving to kingdom. They were taking care of kingdom. And Paul says, there's something that I can guarantee you. He says, I get that's something that I can guarantee you that if you seek ye first kingdom of heaven, Jesus said that if you put kingdom first, then everything else is going to be added unto you. That's it. I love y'all. That's it. That's that. It produces a harvest. It produces a harvest. When you're just talking about money for y'all, because people get offended. When you're talking about money, it's way deeper than money. It's about your life. It's about your lifestyle. It's about living kingdom out loud so that God can take care. It's a kingdom currency. 
It's a kingdom currency. It's a kingdom type situation. It's a kingdom type mentality. So if I put into kingdom, kingdom got to take care of me. If I put into kingdom, if I say, that's what Jesus said, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Everything else is going to be added unto you. It's not witchcraft. It's not made up. If I put and dedicate, if kingdom becomes my priority, then what kingdom will turn around and do is take care of me. That's powerful. The very first thing you need to do <laughs> to walk into this kingdom is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah, that's that's the first thing. That's if you've not accepted him, if, if, if you've not accepted him, you got to start there first. You got to make a decision. I don't want to. I want my life to be pleasing to God. I want God to have a sweet aroma and a fragrance. I want God to smell me. I want him to know I'm for man. I didn't, so you got to do the very first thing you're going to do is acknowledge I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Father Jesus Christ, I acknowledge that you died on the cross for my sin. And I hope you come into my heart and take over my life. I'm inviting you in right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you will repent, if you will acknowledge your sins, if you will believe Jesus Christ died on the cross, if you will confess out your mouth that he is Lord and Savior in your life, I promise you, you'll see something you've never seen before. You'll see something, you'll see something that you'll never, ever seen before. You might have to go listen to this 30 times. Stuff comes off in layers. You need to go get revelation. How important what you do for kingdom is in your life. It's a, a fragrance. It's an aroma. It's And when I, I had my talents and gifts and they're not being given to kingdom, right? They need to be given to kingdom so that kingdom can be multiplied and increased. And then guess what? God comes back and he takes care of me. I love y'all. I love y'all. Hey, y'all. My God, this is so powerful. My God, thank you for your word today. Father God, bless the giving of your people. I thank you, Father God, that you are supplying all their needs according to their riches and glory. Lord, you said giving it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, run it over. The full measure that we give out, it'll be given back to us through men and women. We receive that by faith. May their seeds become a sweet array, fragrance and aroma. If God puts it on your heart to plant a seed into this ministry, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com and click the button. You can donate there or you can cash shop us dollar sign lmj ministry if god places that on your heart i love you so much but more than anything god loves you my god do me a favor go be loved today let somebody else experience let love be a seed let so remember he said love more than anything that you walk in love let love be a seed a sound that you belong to the kingdom of god my god let love be a seed and a sound that you belong to the kingdom my god let your love be spread go do love every just be loving be kind. Remember Paul said to us, gentleness is evidence that the Lord is here. Be gentle, be kind, be loving. I love y'all so much. I see y'all back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Invite someone in, share the devotional. Love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.